so we believe it's important to kind of start at the beginning of scripture and be able to kind of share the whole story in a kind of a short time period we believe that this story obviously is the one story that governs the world and gives the answers to meaning in life This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. Today we have an interesting topic, evangelism. And you know, if that scares you, well, maybe it shouldn't. And Jerry McCorkle is here and he's going to talk about a special approach to evangelism. He's the founder and executive director of the nonprofit Spread Truth, and it's based in Bloomington, Illinois. Jerry is known as a gifted evangelist and a compelling storyteller, two things that come into play significantly in his work at Spread Truth. So, Jerry, we welcome you to Charisma Connection. Hey, it's great to be here, Chris. Great to be here. Well, this is a great topic to talk about. How is what you do different than other gospel-sharing approaches? Well, what we've done here at Spread Truth is we've designed the gospel to be shared kind of in the rhythm of Scripture or the plot line of Scripture of creation, fall, rescue, and restoration. Hmm. Now, we kind of believe this to be important uh, because there probably was a time in America when people had kind of working knowledge of the Bible. So when you would make reference to a Bible story or you might make reference to the resurrection, they really knew what you were talking about. Uh, But today, in today's uh, society, it's becoming more and more secular and people do not have that background information. So we believe it's important to kind of start at the beginning of scripture and be able to kind of share the whole story in a kind of a short time period. And we believe that creation answers uh, the question of how did everything start. The fall will answer the question, what has gone wrong with the world? The rescue answers the question, is there any hope? And the restoration answers the question, what does the future hold? And we think that those are four questions that uh, people sometime in their life have processed. And we believe that this story, obviously, is the one story that governs the world and gives the answers to meaning in life. And so we try to train people, produce films and or booklets that kind of give you that 50,000-foot view of the Bible through the pot line of creation, fall, rescue, restoration. I think sometimes we make the gospel very complicated, don't we? We sure do. We really, really do. (laughs) And uh, Because everyone's looking, I think, for a story that helps their life make sense. Mm. And everybody's living to according to some type of story, uh, either a story that they've developed on their own, or maybe they've heard from some type of college professor to give meaning in life. Uh, and so I think everyone's looking for some type of story to help their stories of life make sense. And so we believe that when we share the gospel in this context, this is not a presentation. It's just a conversation. And Mm. if it's a conversation, then you can enter the story at any point, depending upon where the person's need is. 
And uh, so if you happen to be talking to a person and you understand that they have all that background information, they grew up in church and all, well, you may not need to start at the beginning. You can, you can kind of come in in the middle and talk to them about Jesus Christ. But if they don't have any idea or – and so maybe you say, well, listen, Jesus died for you, and they don't understand why he had to die and what sin is, then you need to go back. So then the cross has understanding and context when you get to it. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about Spread Truth. How did it actually get started? Well, I was a college and career pastor at a church in Normal, Illinois, uh, back in, started in 1993. And the next year, 1994, I decided I would take some students from Illinois State and Illinois Wesleyan to New York City. And what we would do is kind of just equip them to share their faith and put them out in the parks and let them ask religious uh, questions and just have a wonderful experience of learning how to share their faith in one of the greatest international cities in the world. Well, after doing that for a year, we decided we'd do it the next year. And it continued to grow. And we were, we were having two, three hundred people now that w- w- were going on the trip. And so uh, it grew and grew, and uh, we decided, I decided that, uh, that we should maybe form our own 501c3 nonprofit ministry called, back in that day, called New York City Ministries. I was still a college and career pastor, was doing this kind of on the side, and uh, it continued to grow. And so in 2006, after 13 years as a college and career pastor and going on the New York City trip for so many years, uh, we decided that, uh, that I would leave and direct the ministry full-time, and we changed the name to spread truth. Now, we still go to New York City. We've been doing it now for 26 years, and we take anywhere from two to 400 people on the trip each year, and right? we're still training people how to share the gospel and putting them in different contexts there in New York. I was going to ask you, but it seems like you have an affinity for reaching the Big Apple. Right. We do, and uh, we're just we're actually we're getting ready for our July trip coming up next week. And as a result of that trip, we realized that we really probably need to equip our people better. And being in the city that uh, uh, where there are 180 different people groups and the need to be able to share the gospel, uh, I actually in 2006 heard a sermon uh, by Dr. Tim Keller, and he said, hey, the way you share the gospel is going to have to change. He said, because people have changed. And he went on to say that there used to be in America a Christ-hauntedness. Not that people had trusted Christ, but they had an understanding of kind of who he was and the different stories of the Bible. And you could come along with your normal evangelism type of presentation, and people would get it. He said, that group of people is shrinking in America, and we need to come up with something that covers the plot line of the Bible. And that was the time that we said, okay, maybe we can do something. And so from that New York trip, we developed a little booklet called The Story, which we've printed now over two a million copies of. We've got a story film, uh, six minutes, that's in 22 different languages around the world, and we have a, a children's one called The Story Maker, all revolving around the creation, fall, rescue, restoration plot line. So that's kind of how it all got started. It was birthed out of a New York trip, which we're still doing, but from the New York trip, we've now developed these things, all centering around how to share the story of the gospel. 
Yes, I've been to New York City one day in my entire life, which is kind of funny because I grew up in Pennsylvania. But uh, And I went to New York um, under the care of an FBI agent who he and his wife were <laughs> drove me in. There's a long story there, but he was a youth director. <laughs> of a, it yeah, there, he was a youth director <laughs> of a church I was working at at the time. But Anyway, I felt very safe in the care of an FBI agent who could drive in that city. But I remember one time I was just standing there somewhere in the city and, you know, could hear, I can't remember whether it was two or three languages. And it was just interesting to me that how multicultural the place had become. Well, there's actually eight to 900 different languages spoken Mm-hmm. in New York City every day, 180 right? different people groups, and 38% of the people who live in New York City were born outside the United States. Is that and right? so if you reach New York, you reach the world. Yes, <laughs> and so, so it's true. a great place to be. I love, uh, yeah, I love that city. Hmm. Well, you now have resources in, was it 20 languages? Uh, a little over 20, about 22 different languages. Okay, and you have reached around 200 countries. Uh, yeah, we've reached a lot of different countries because what's nice about this short six-minute film, uh, which is done in beautiful animation, is that uh, you can have it on your app, obviously on your computer, and you can share this story in the different languages uh, around the world. I think it covers the 22 major languages, cover about 4 billion people. It could cover that. It, we're not reaching 4 billion, but it has the ability to be able to do that. And uh, so we call it the gospel in your pocket. And so if any of the listeners wanted to go to the Apple store or the Google store and go to the story spread truth, they can download an app. There is no cost to it. They can um, register, get their, sign up for it, and they'll have the gospel in their pocket in 22 different languages. You meet somebody from uh, Shanghai, and say, listen, can I send you a story that changed my life? You can send it to them in Mandarin. Hmm. And if they go back to Shanghai and open it up, you have your own mapping on your app that will show a little dot where they opened it up. And uh, so uh, it's a really pretty easy tool to be able to share, and uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't be embarrassed mm-hmm. by the quality of work that's done. And that's we're really, really sensitive that if we're going to put something out, be it print or film, it needs to be something that's done in good quality. We don't mind people tripping up over the message of the gospel, but we don't want them to trip over because of cheap medium of the gospel. Well, and that's so excellent. I think if it, yeah, I think if you see it, I think you'll be just say, hey, listen, uh, I wouldn't mind sending that to a friend or a family member. Well, I have to say, I watched both of those today. Oh, you did? Uh, Okay, great. The Story for Adults and The Story Maker for Kids, those are fantastic, really beautiful and simple gospel videos, and I have to concur. It's not something that anyone would be ashamed of to share with anyone else. Right. Well, thank you. Well, I understand that you have five key programs, some of which are particularly focused on mobilizing the church. How important is that to spread truth? Well, we believe uh, the local church is going to be the instrument that God uses, obviously, uh, to be able to reach uh, the world. And uh, we believe that it spread truth if we can come along as a nonprofit, as an arm, really, of the local church and kind of be behind the scenes and to be able to come along and to be able to, in a small way, 
uh, just help equip uh, some believers in there. Because oftentimes pastors, uh, they have a lot to do, and there's a lot of different programs. And um, what we've done is kind of just focus on one and pour all of our time and energy into that and just want to say to the local church, hey, listen, if this is something that you can use, there are a lot of good programs around, so we're not saying ours is the best by any means, but there's a lot of good things around. But if this can be of help, can be of use to equip your people, uh, here it is. And so um, so we believe it's essential that the church be mobilized uh, globally to be able to reach the world. Mm-hmm. And then as far as your approach goes, you mentioned story, but there's also relevance and relationship. And to me, that sounds right. a lot like Jesus' approach to sharing the gospel. Right, because here's what we really believe is that um, most of your gospel conversations are going to be built on relationship. Uh, when you're engaging a person, uh, and I guess I kind of like to look at it as threefold, this four-part rhythm of creation, fall, rescue, restoration is the same four-part rhythm that all of us have in our stories, because we all have a beginning. Uh, we have certain people or events that have shaped our life and our younger life for who we are. We all have a part of our lives that's the fall, the brokenness of the past and the present, um, whether it be broken relationships, uh, broken health. Uh, you know, just life is just uh, is just broken in so many ways that we've all suffered. And then we also have an aspect of our life of rescue before we were believers. We look to something as our functional savior, that if I could just get this, whether it be a relationship, uh, if I could just get uh, this job, if I could just get this, then I'll be satisfied. It will give me meaning and purpose in life. So we've all looked for some type of rescue or functional savior in our life. And, And as far as the restoration, we all have certain ideas of what the world should be like and justice being done, what the world should look like in the future if justice was done. And so as we share the gospel with people, and we know the big picture of Scripture, we're able to interject our own stories of our beginnings, our, our brokenness, what we look to for rescue, and then we, how we found Christ as our rescue. But then also it's so important that we're good listeners. We listen with gospel ears as we listen to their story. And we look to where their brokenness is and where they're hurting and what they're looking to find meaning and purpose in life. And so it's really a combination when you share the gospel. It's being ready to share the big story along with my own story, but listening to be able to interject the gospel at different points of their story so it becomes really relevant to where they're at. Mm-hmm. Well, Let's consider some of the other means that you use to relate to people. I know that when I was in France one summer with a different mission, this was back in the 80s, we had an evangelistic team, and one of the things that we did was we got youth involved in playing soccer, and I understand you also have a sports outreach. Could you tell us about that? And We have it both in New York on our short-term mission trip, and we also have it in Kenya. Mm-hmm. As a result of the New York trip, uh, we were approached to see if there was any possibility that this could be replicated in Nairobi, Kenya. Hmm. And so this past November, the Lord, in a very kind and gracious way, opened the opportunity for us to do our initial kickoff in Nairobi 
with 64 soccer teams and 44 basketball teams wow. all across the city of Nairobi, probably between 1,000 and 1,500 participants. And we used that as a kickoff for evangelism, and uh, it went in, in, in a beautiful way. And uh, so that week we saw over 600 uh, young people receive Christ as their Savior. And that began the kind of the kickoff of our whole Kenya ministry, uh, which uh, as of just past May the 1st, we now have three full-time employees in Kenya. We've opened up new offices there in Kenya, and um, some incredible doors are opening up. In fact, we're getting ready to sign a partnership with the government of Kenya, uh, which has never been done before. But you see, Kenya is a nation. Now, this sounds – think about this. It's a nation that 70 to 75 percent of the population is under 35, 35 and under, and 41 percent of the population is under 15. Hmm. And it's a nation that's in crisis because of radicalization, because of terrorism, poverty, and a lack of moral values. They, the government sees this among the young people, and they really want to help, and they see, they've seen in the opportunity which spreads truth and what we've been able to do, to say, listen, let's sign an official partnership that whenever something is done with the youth, that you folks are going to be able to come to the table. And so when we do our sports outreaches, they provide our security. We'll have free access into public schools to be able to preach the gospel. We'll be able to minister in the national youth military of 60,000 students. And so the Lord has opened up incredibly big doors there. And it really initially started to the sports outreach, but it's now expanding into the other areas there. Interesting. I'm particularly intrigued about that military academy and how you're doing mentoring there. Yes, it's going to be the... All over Kenya, uh, they recruit students that are 18 to 22 years of age that have come from maybe some difficult uh, homes and maybe some uh, some areas of poverty, and so it may be difficult for them to get an education normally, but they recruit these kids, and they're giving them an education now. Uh, and I guess it's kind of a military university, though they're not carrying guns around but they are providing security at different places. And so when we did our sports outreach, this what is called the NYS, the National Youth Service, provided the security. And so we're going to be able to come in and be able to engage these um, uh, youth military students in a, in a uh, story-based curriculum whereby we're really able to kind of get to know the key parts of their own story, and they're going to be able to write their stories out and be able to share their stories. And so it's going to give us a kind of a different approach, but a huge opportunity. Uh, and there's 60,000 of them nationwide, and it looks like we're going to have free access to be able to get in there. And so that'll begin probably some pilot groups this coming fall. In fact, I'm going over in just a few weeks to begin training for that. Well, that's really fascinating how it all started with sports and then just expanded from there into every right. <laughs> every direction, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God has been so good. Well, that's wonderful. You plant a seed and see what happens? Right, that's true. Well, how can our listeners get involved with taking the gospel to the world in this way? Well, first of all, I would say to you uh, what they could do is just go to 
the app store, um, be it Google or Apple, and the story, Spread Truth, and just download the app so they have the gospel in their pocket. That's the, that's the key thing, is we want to be able to equip and give resources to people to share their faith. If they're interested in any actual uh, gospel booklets, uh, we have those at our store, at uh, the store.spreadtruth.com. And, um, and, of course, uh, we are on major mission uh, to be able to reach the country of Kenya and other African countries. And, uh, and we'll have a lot of stuff on our side about that, but we're kind of in some major fundraising uh, opportunities there because uh, it's not cheap, but we thank for what we can do uh, this mission for uh, uh, with full-time staff and all the various ministries, it's a great use of a person's resources. So yeah, there'll be stuff on our uh, Facebook site, our spreadtruth.com site, uh, but we would I'd love to have people go there and just learn about us. We'd love for them to one day go on our New York trip. Mm-hmm. We do it every July, and uh, on our site, spreadtruth.com, you'll see where it says Go Trips. Go there, watch some of the videos. We'd love what that is. That New York trip is like a boot camp. Oh. We give you, we train you, take you away for a week, and we uh, uh, we train you for a week, but we hopefully equip you for a lifetime. Excellent. And is that going on right now? It'll be going on. It starts July 14th, uh, this okay. coming uh, Sunday. So we're, we're really, really excited. So we just request people to pray for that. Uh, July 14th. Yes, please. That week. If they could bathe it in prayer every day, 220 some people will be going out every single day sharing the gospel. Oh, that's and excellent. we covet your prayers for uh, the power of the gospel to go out, covet your prayers uh, that uh, we would have good weather, that there would be a deep sense of unity there for safety. Uh, just so many things to pray for when you're in a big city like that. Yes. And are you part of it this year? Yes, I'm part of it every year. Okay, I thought you would say yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, as we close, would you like to pray for our listeners and, you know, wherever they find themselves on this learning to share the gospel in in whatever stage of life they're in? It would be great to have some sure. prayer from someone as seasoned as you. Father, we're thankful that we have the privilege to be called your children. And we come into your throne room because we need grace to help in our time of need. And, Father, all of us struggle in sharing our faith, and we know that you have commanded us to do it. And I pray for each person that's listening now, Father, that you would open up a door, as the Apostle Paul prayed for in Colossians 4, that a door would be opened, and that you would give the listeners just an opportunity to share the gospel with a friend or family member or even to a stranger. And then, Father, I pray that you'll give them the words to say. We oftentimes are lost, Lord, but I pray that your Spirit would come along and help each of us to know the very things we would say. And then, Lord, you tell us that we're to be gracious, and I pray that every listener, Father, would understand that people need to see the beauty of Christ in us. And that we would speak in word the truth, but we would also speak in deed by our actions. And Father, I just pray that you would uh, help us all to be intentional about sharing our faith, knowing, Lord, that the results are with you, that you're sovereign over those things. And Lord, just help us to be like a mailman, just to deliver the message, and that you would do the rest. 
I thank you for this program. I thank you for each listener. And, Lord, we're thankful that one day we'll stand uh, all together uh, in your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And uh, thank you so much, Jerry, for joining us today. I want to give that website one more time, and that would be spreadtruth.com. 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 And if they want to go on their uh, computer to the story, just go to thestoryfilm.com. Okay. And that will lead you to the app, too, thestoryfilm.com. And for the children, thestorymaker.com. Okay, there you go. Well, thank you so much, Jerry, for your time today and uh, for sharing with us your great ministry. I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us for this visit on Charisma Connection. If you want to be equipped and empowered for greater godly influence, check out one of our other podcasts, A Word in Season with Doug Stringer from Somebody Cares America. Learn more about A Word in Season at cpnshows.com. That's cpnshows.com. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.